Yep. <coughs> Welcome to Practical Rambling Fathers. This is Father Brian. This is Father Tay. Thank you for joining us uh, for this podcast. With after a lot of prayer, we decided to launch a new series called the Women's Series. It will be looking at different areas and perspectives. So we will we'll try to make it more engaging as possible, but also more uh, of, of a retreat style. So today, I have one of my parishioner. Her name is Michelle Luck. So please introduce yourself. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me here today. Welcome. I am um, a licensed marriage and family therapist. I, I uh, have Compassionate Counseling Services, which I started in 2011, and recently just started being a Catholic coach, Coach Joy and Catholic Grace. Um, I have a master's degree in counseling from the Franciscan University of Steubenville in 1991. I studied Christian counseling there. And currently, I am a student at the Encounter School of Ministry, which is an online school, and it's a focus on Catholic healing ministry, focusing on inner healing and prayer. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. You know, here in prayer, something that we've kind of talked about um, in the past, we've talked about different ways of um, inner healing prayer, so that's really great. Um, So is there any other um, introduction that you want to have on a... A personal level. Um, I've been a Catholic all my life. I've had a lot of different um, experiences. I have been divorced twice, and uh, through those experiences, I had my first marriage annulled. I'm going through the second annulment right now, and um, that is why Catholic grace is so important to me. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about suffering, sometimes leading to joy, joy in the suffering. Um, if there's any women out there that have been divorced, it is a very difficult process. Um, but I just want to give all of them out there the hope of grace and love and mercy that Jesus has. Um, and so I want to work with all Catholic women to help them to know and hear and love God more. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. <clears throat> Do you think that's a good? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. That's a good perspective to start, right? Because so often, even as Catholics, we often view ourselves as through our sins, right? We say we're wretched. You know, these are things that's happening to me, right? God is punishing punishing me. How important is it for us to really have to look at ourselves through the eyes of God, and how will your ministry kind of help women of all ages, of all backgrounds, to really live closer to Christ? Well, I think many Catholic women get caught up in distractions. I mean, there's so many distractions in the world today, and the pressures of society to be the perfect woman, to have everything just right. And, and so we, we get distracted, especially if you're uh, married and you have children and you get the children into things, and people kind of float from one thing to the other. And they forget to have that sense of consciousness that's so very important. We have to stop. We have to sit. We have to be silent in the midst of running around, and we have to go up. We have to have time to know what we're even thinking. People mm-hmm. don't even know what they're thinking. They're so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to really turn back to Christ even amidst the busyness of everything that's going on because the devil wants us to lose our focus, um, mm-hmm. and the devil wants to use our, our things that happen to us to take us away from mm-hmm. the church to take us away from God and the sacraments. And so the first the, the first thing is to to if to go up mm-hmm. to be silent mm-hmm. to take time to mm-hmm. listen to your thoughts and then give them 
to God. I mean, if we just listen to our thoughts, that's just be more stress. And then you're in an anxiety disorder of thoughts and feelings, feelings and thoughts. Yep. And oh my goodness. Yep. So Monologue we, versus prayer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to, we have to, Sister Marie Day from mm-hmm. Schoenstatt, which I'm part of Schoenstatt, um, mm. says that nice. it's, um, it's like our thoughts are little fishes that float above our head and we have to stop and bring them to God. Mm. And so mm-hmm. that little piece right there is the most important is to stop mm. and take time. Yeah. And have a ritual, have a, have a yeah. routine. Because if you don't have a routine, then you're not. You know, it's like we brush our teeth twice a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to have this routine of prayer. Where if we don't do it, we don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I oh shoot, oh I forgot to get my prayer time in. I don't feel right. Yeah. Right. So. Right. What has been like the biggest distraction? Do you think that women encountered the most in their lives? In, in your own experience as a counselor and now as a coach? I think a lot of women get stuck in their relationships. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, I'm a, a marriage and family therapist, so I deal a lot with, um, um, you know, people struggling in their relationships, whether it's with their spouse or their boyfriend or their children, and they get so caught up. And so there's a lot of dysfunction in that, and sometimes that can be transgenerational dysfunction passed down from mm-hmm. family of origin wounds, and it just you kind of relive your own trauma from your family of origin. And so I think people get stuck um, sometimes in their relationships, and they lose their focus. They, they think that what's most important is, am I happily married, mm-hmm. or is my husband happy, mm-hmm. or is my child doing okay? And those are good things, but if you focus all on that, you're not going to have the ability to go up, mm-hmm. to take time to get filled. And so I think women who are, the women, I believe, are compassionate, mm-hmm. they're kind, they're mostly loving, you know, we're mm-hmm. very much nurturers. I feel mm-hmm. like that's how God has created us, to be mm-hmm. nurturers. And so we get caught up in that nurturing, Correct. and we yeah. forget, wait a minute, I need to, I need to receive some too. Yeah. And then we demand to be, you, you give to me, you receive, but really we need to go up to receive first. Mm-hmm. And to really, and that, and that means going into the presence of God, mm-hmm. and it means receiving the sacraments, it means going to Mass to mm-hmm. receive the Eucharist, and mm-hmm. to really get filled that way. The sacrament of confession, to, to receive the grace. I had confession this morning, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, to receive the grace of confession, to say the Holy Rosary. Mm-hmm. To, uh, I recently have been doing um, Mary, Mother of Knots Novena, which I would highly recommend to anyone. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And that's so good. Um, and so um, that's how they get stuck, and I feel yeah. like that's the solution, is getting back to going up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, like the, the song from uh, Lauren Diego, many of you know, is called Look Up Child. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the suffering, even when it can't be seen, I know you're in control. Look up, child. That's mm. that's from the verses of the song, mm. and so I think really that if you feel like you're out of the river of the grace, like mm-hmm. maybe oh my goodness, I'm just going, going, going. I can't think straight, and I've got all these pressures. Mm-hmm. Get back into the river of grace mm-hmm. by going up. That's the first step mm. uh, is to really go up and seeking your heavenly Father. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That whole entire um, identity piece, right? So the identity in our current world is like what I do is who I am, right? Yep. And it's really obvious by the end of our life that can't be true because by the end of my life, I maybe even losing my faculties, you know, yeah. completely. And so that can't be my only identity. 
um, or I got my driver's license. That's my identity. That's my freedom is my ability to be able to move or to, you know, do those different things. And I love your comment of going up because uh, I don't know if we've ever talked on a podcast about it, but I've preached about it a few times. It's like, if you've ever wondered why there's a whole bunch of steps in front of churches, it's because of this <laughs> whole entire thing of going up. Yep. Oh. You always go up to worship, right? Yes. Oh. So everyone's always ascending to the mountaintop <clears throat> to listen to the Lord. The Ten Commandments came from a mountaintop. Right. Even pagan temples in antiquity are on High mountaintops. Yep. Gods, you know, Zeus dwelled on a, a Mount Olympus, right? Mm. So there's always this, mm-hmm. we go up to have this divine encounter. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what is really happening, as you were saying, in the Eucharist and receiving the Eucharist and going up to have my sins absolved in a confessional. Yeah. All the ways of, of uh, uh, transpiring, of going up from our day to day, right? So we our do something different. as well. Right, Correct. exactly. Right. There's something different here in the design of a church that is different mm-hmm. than every other place I've ever been at and every place I ever will be at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love your. You know, and that's, well, yeah, what you were saying there is, like, I I need to be filled with the Eucharist every single week, every single weekend. Or better, uh, daily mass. Or daily mass, <laughs> right? Yes. Every weekend, daily mass. If you can if get, you can I mean, with it. work, it's right. really hard to get for many exactly. people to daily mass, but I'm self-employed, yeah. so I get to make my schedule, so I get to go, go to daily mass, so yeah. it's such a gift. We're priests, so, no. Um, so yeah. we, we are, we need the Eucharist every day. Um, so just that sense of like, um, to be able to, uh, have that nourishment from the Lord himself, of the Lord himself, in order to live the identity that he has, um, being a beloved daughter, a beloved son. So, yeah, and then how we get distracted in the day to day. Um, I love that. One of the words that came to me is, um, you know, intentionality of life, mm. right? Intentionality yeah. of life. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you have like thoughts on like how that would transpire and kind of this vision that you're kind of casting out there? I think it ta- it's a matter. It's got to have discipline. You got to have routine. Okay. You got to have structure. But it takes about 30 days. They say to change a habit. So mm-hmm. if you don't have the habit of being silent, and you s- do it for a couple of days, oh, that's not my thing. I can't be silent. Well, if I said to run a mile to, or a marathon tomorrow, would you be able to do it? Mm-hmm. No, you can't run a marathon tomorrow. You haven't practiced. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to start off small. Maybe it's two minutes of silence. Mm-hmm. And then uh, maybe it's a little bit of reading. And then maybe you get bigger and bigger and bigger. I sometimes, my perfect Saturday is when I have a whole hour, I have a whole morning mm-hmm. to like read and pray. That's beautiful for me. Mm-hmm. And then go running or exercise to get that in. I love yeah. those days. Mm-hmm. Um, but so start off small, small, mm-hmm. but continue with the discipline small. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe it's 30 seconds, 60 seconds, a minute, two minutes, yeah. but it's the discipline of going there in the small that will then get larger. Yeah. Yeah. And don't give up because, oh, well, I did it. It's just not my thing. Well, Correct. you know, it takes, it's like a muscle. They yeah. have to work mm-hmm. to pray and focus. Mm-hmm. Could, could, maybe we can talk about this too. Why why is it when it comes to building a habit, right? Can we kind of talk about that, that perspective of it's easy for us to look at how bad we are. Um, uh, perhaps, you know, uh, could you say we are afraid to of any discomfort or suffering? Is that another distraction of why it's hard to pray? 
especially for the eyes of a woman, right? Like you said, all these pressure become a perfect Catholic woman. How does one balance all that? How do we rechange the way we look at suffering and practicing to become holy? Yeah, I think there's many blocks to that because mm-hmm. if you sit silent for 30 to a minute and all of a sudden all of your pain comes to you, yeah. mm-hmm. why would you do that again? Yeah. You know, yep. so it's, it's the ability to experience that love. Mm-hmm. It's not just about acknowledging your pain. It's it's a two-way relationship. It's that experience which comes with the Holy Spirit. Really pray to the Holy Spirit to make that time of prayer one that's lovely mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Then it's not so much, oh, I'm just talking about my sufferings. It's yeah. receiving mm-hmm. that loveliness and placing yourself. I like to place myself in the throne room of God. I, I, I'm a very mm-hmm. visual person. Not mm-hmm. everybody's a visual person. Um, sure, but sure. I am. And so I imagine myself mm-hmm. in God's throne room and I say, hey, you know, maybe I did something wrong. I tell that to God. You know, i got to work on that. Or, oh, thank you, God. Thank you for all this. And mm-hmm. I imagine him loving me. And so I think that can propel you to continue to prayer as you build that relationship. It's about mm-hmm. that relationship. It's not just about doing it. Mm-hmm. It has to be based in an experiential relationship. And if you haven't had that, Seek and you shall find. You seek it, you will find it. I will promise. It's scripture. Go to retreats. Go more to confession. Go more to daily mass. Say the re- you will find it. I promise. You will find it. You will mm-hmm. find that experiential love yeah. if you continue to go there. Yeah. Something that I love what you said there, right? So we sit and all of a sudden there's pain, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah! And, I mean, the world is crazy about distraction, right? So it's distracting this, distracting that, distracting that. But, like, sitting in it and just going... I mean, one of the... When I realized this, like, the word passions, right? We have passions. We have emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, passion means to suffer, right? Mm. And so I suffer my passions. I suffer my feelings. Exactly. I don't choose to feel bad. I don't yeah. choose to feel good. I want to feel good, and that's why addictions are on the rise, because I want to feel good. I want to time. control it. Exactly. But, like, I can feel bad. I can feel sad. It's part of I can feel frustrated. frustrated. I can yeah. do frustrated, like, angry. Like, all these things, they're neutral, but, like, we suffer them. We don't choose to, you know, we don't choose to mourn a lost one. It just, it happens. We don't choose to be joyful at mm-hmm. seeing a baby's face, but it just happens, right? So... Yeah, and I think some of that um, also goes into, like, and this is, a, this is a big distinction to do, is, like, originally we didn't have original sin. Originally we had original innocence. Correct. Before the fall, yep. we were one with God. And mm-hmm. so originally we were innocent. So, like, part of that surrender, as you're talking about, these bringing these to the Lord, mm-hmm. is getting back to my deeper identity of who I am in God's eye versus who I think I am, right? Yes. And so yes. I think that's that's a trans that's the that's the encounter piece of like, okay, yeah, I'm running into all my sins, I'm running into all these things that are bubbling up because of silence. But I have an identity if I can just persevere through that and go into my core identity as being his beloved, yeah. then I'm able to surrender. Um, yes, and that's that where people it. get stuck and I think a mm. lot of women get stuck there mm. because what happens is shame comes. Mm. Shame comes and says, I'm not I'm not a daughter of the mm-hmm. king, mm-hmm. especially if you have father wounds and mm. if your father was abusive 
or if your mother was abusive too, mm -hmm. or your siblings, there's abuse there, then you can't understand that loving presence. It's a block. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy for that love. Yeah. And so you, you get an identity block, a yeah. shame block that um, Satan wants to keep you there, and he will yeah. lie to you in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Put little thoughts in your mind, well, you shouldn't do that, or you shouldn't go there. Mm -hmm. Very shameful mm -hmm. uh, thoughts yeah. that are designed to keep you away from entering into that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so those, though that there are a lot of blocks to having an identity, and I think it is a process. It's not going to happen right away, mm -hmm. but it will come. It will mm -hmm. come as you continue to search. You will find it. Mm -hmm. So you continue to heal. You might need, if you have a lot of deep wounds, mm -hmm. you might need professional counseling mm -hmm. to unravel that because it's very hard to face. Um, yeah. If there, if you don't have a lot of deep wounds and you just want to have a problem that needs a solution, that's where like a coach would come in. That'd mm -hmm. be the difference. If you mm -hmm. if coaching is a problem solution, therapy is getting to the depths and deep wounds and roots and having mm -hmm. someone help you unravel that. Mm -hmm. um, so there is, there's a difference there. So if you get stuck in mm -hmm. that identity, there is solutions. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to spiritual direction also with your, your mm -hmm. priest as another aid. Mm -hmm. Confession is really good. Mm -hmm. It's such mm -hmm. a blessing we have in the Catholic Church to have a real live person. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, talk to you and say, Correct. so that's, that is a good start too. Get back to confession. Get that sacrament because you don't have to be stuck. There are mm -hmm. solutions and so that you can fully live your identity yeah. as a daughter and son of the king. This is exciting. Exactly. This is amazing <clears throat> news. Yeah. When you know your identity, everything changes. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Amen. How was, what were some of the things you re, can you recall, like emotions? You know, like what someone says, you know, especially with the shame, right? Something is so strong that you can't see past uh, this lie. Like, e even if you've gone through, let's say, I know a lot of people out there be like, Father, Michelle, I've gone through a lot of intense counseling. I've gone to spiritual direction, but for some reason I can't let this lie go. Or either I believe in too much as part of who I am. How do I continue to have hope? Yes. And, and even when the lie comes back, how do I not get sucked up back yeah. in it again? Well, I, I also study neuroscience, so I don't know if that's an okay sure. thing to talk about neuroscience of the brain. But Go so one theorist says that it takes it takes to change one thought, and then they're not talking about spiritual thoughts, but we know yeah. sometimes where the thoughts come from, right? Mm -hmm. We know who puts yeah. those negative thoughts there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so to change a thought, you have to reprogram that um, at minimum three times a day for a year to just to change that one thought. So you have to keep on it. You have to get, it is a battle. Remember, we're in the battle of our minds. Mm -hmm. Satan crawls around looking to destroy us. And so we have mm -hmm. to put on the helmet, put on the breastplate, get mm -hmm. our sword, mm -hmm. which is reading the Bible, use the sacraments, and we, ha we have to battle this. So it's not going to happen overnight, mm -hmm. um, that identity work very slowly mm -hmm. uh, and then you might need if you've done the counseling you've done the code, you, you might need some deeper inner healing mm -hmm. you'd mentioned early unbound mm -hmm. there's encounter school uh, yeah. we do inner healing I do I have inner healing tool, tools that I mm -hmm. work with some of my clients that are Catholic and Christian we heal the father wounds we heal, heal the mother wounds we heal sibling wounds mm -hmm. and we work to eradicate those lies 
and we refute them in Jesus' name Mm -hmm. so that we can receive that love of Christ because sometimes those are the blocks. If we align with a lie, Mm -hmm. we hear a lie and we go, yep, that's right, I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I'm ugly, I'm a loser, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. If we we agree with that, we're aligning Mm -hmm. with the lie. Yeah. And we need to get rid of that. We need to unroot mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and say, no, in Jesus' name, I'm not aligned with that lie. Mm-hmm. I believe in the truth that I am a beloved daughter of God. Mm-hmm. And I believe that even though my, you know, I forgive my father, I forgive my mother, I forgive my siblings, because I know God the Father loves me, Jesus loves me, the Holy Spirit is here to love me. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Trinity, yeah. God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, yeah. heals and can unearth those stuckness. Mm. That that you know that that is a gift. Yeah. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Don't go digging though. Let the Holy Spirit do it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't fix yourself. Let the Lord do it. Amen. Don't rush it. Yeah. Um. Good. So, um, kind of getting back to a little bit, I guess, to our outline here. Um. You have like uh, suffering that we bring to ourselves, and the suffering that comes to us as a yeah. Distinction. Um, do you want to talk about those? And yeah, this is uh, this is from a book that I'm reading on healing of the inner families uh, by Father. I'm probably not going to say is Yosef. Uh, uh, he's down in Florida, but he writes that there's three different types of sufferings. There's the suffering we bring to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That would be like sin. So. Um, there's a lot of sin in the world <laughs> that yeah. we can fall yep. into. Correct. There's mortal sin and venial sin, and so there's some more serious sins, and then there, you know, not so much. Yeah. Um, and all of those sometimes open up to us suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even in our relationships, where we're yelling and screaming at somebody and calling them a bad name. Well, you know, there's going to be consequence to a relationship Correct. if you mm-hmm. continue to verbally abuse someone you love. That's it's not mm-hmm. really love. Mm-hmm. And so we have to look at ourselves and the sin that we bring to ourselves, the choices we make. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you drink and drive and the police pulls you over, you're going to get a ticket. You're going to mm-hmm. have to maybe you get a DWI. Mm-hmm. So there's consequences. There's real natural consequences that happen mm-hmm. that we create suffering for ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the suffering that comes to us um, um, the way that this author uh, describes that is if we're Christians and we're trying to proclaim the word of God yes. and we get resistance and people don't like us because mm. uh, we're saying abortion is wrong. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's not. And you get in an argument and then they don't like you anymore because you, you're you know believing in this. Yeah. Um, you might suffer for your belief. Right. Uh, so that's a suffering in proclaiming the word of God. Mm-hmm. And the last type of suffering is a suffering so like Job. When Job <laughs> we all know Job in the Bible. You know, the suffering mm-hmm. kingdom, he lost everything. Yeah. God allowed the suffering for a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. This author says that that's mainly reserved for saints. He doesn't see that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, and I guess... I'm a little, you know, that that brings up the question of what is redemptive suffering, you know, yeah. when suffering comes to us, and what are we going to do with that? Yeah. When, and some, also this author says sometimes suffering can be there, mm-hmm. and it can be a generational mm-hmm. um, curse that has been planted mm-hmm. um, by someone you don't even know, generations past, that has been continued in its transgenerational sin. Yeah. You know, when I meet with a client, I do a family of origin geneogram, and we look at, is there transgenerational systems that are happening? Is there 
you know, a history of alcoholism that gets passed down? Mm -hmm. Is there a history of sexual abuse that gets passed down? Mm -hmm. Is there, you know, and you, you compile that with what's in the Bible, mm -hmm. um, you know, where God says, you know, I will bless you. I'm a jealous God, you know, and um, didn't print, but, you know, that, that yeah. scripture back there. Yeah. Um, for generations to come, and so you may not know, and so that's where the inner healing comes in, and prayer, and the gift of the Spirit to heal um, generations past, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and also, mm -hmm. you know, because God doesn't have time, so we can yeah. pray and, and be healed in that way. So yeah. those are the three types of sufferings that uh, can come to us, and then, of course, the answer is always the same, is to go up to Christ, mm -hmm. receive His love, and then um, this is where women get stuck a lot, is to receive, is to love self. You know, to be mm -hmm. able to love yourself, you have to receive that identity. Not not in a selfish self-love, mm -hmm. where you're yeah. like, I'm the best. I'm and, the best. Know. No, it's this I love deserve of, all these things, right? I know who my identity is, and, <laughs> yeah. and I know how God sees me. God sees mm -hmm. me as lovely and beautiful, and in his, his eyes, it's growing into that identity. I want to see myself how God sees me. Yeah. And that's where a lot of women get stuck. Yeah, yeah and this is a you know role of role of humility. I don't. I think Father Tate and I've talked about it before, but like the idea of <laughs> my reality is actually subjective to God's reality of me, right? So my experience of my life is only one lens in which I can see my life. And in order to see the objective truth, I have to dive into Scripture and have the experience with Jesus. And humbly submit my subjective reality of who I think I am to who God says I am, right? Yeah. And that—that that is the, the powerful. That, that is the—that is the constant um, struggle of life. Is like, I'm pretty sure today I was abused like crazy, you know, verbally or you know whatever. Somebody got after me so about something. Yes, yeah, so where was God? And I'm going this? to the Lord, going, Lord, like this just happened to me. And He's like, Yeah, I still love you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds but, good. Our human nature says do something about uh, it, right? Because we still care that Bring injustice. it to the Lord. Bring it yeah. to the Lord. Surrender to the Lord. Lord, that is more true than whatever this person said or about this or about that. Like, you're ultimately true, my subjective reality. Okay, so help me to feel that, know that love, right? Well, I call that, I in psychology, they call that vulnerability so. factors. So yeah, we okay. have vulnerability factors mm. that affect the events that we experience mm. in our life. Okay. So it's not necessarily just the event itself that we're interpreting. We're mm. interpreting it through our, our family of origin, you know, in this case, generations past. Mm -hmm. <laughs> vulnerability factors that we've experienced affect our interpretation of events, yep. and that interpretation flows through to our thoughts. Right. Which then create the feelings. Right. Mm -hmm. I like something that you you know that you said like we get stuck in the we get stuck in the suffering sometimes and like that like, but you think about it, Adam and Eve only knew perfection mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the paradise, and the evil one yeah. was able to tempt them away from God's goodness. Like, did that God really say that? You could yeah, exactly. Yeah, can you imagine that having the perfect life? Yeah, and, and then more. out of ignorance, not knowing, right? Yeah. Innocence, original innocence, going, yeah, maybe he is holding out on me, which is exactly every single temptation. Like maybe God is holding, holding out on yep. me. Yep. No, he's not. <laughs> and he literally said, you can have everything of this garden except for that tree because if you decide what's good and evil, it's not going to give you life. It's going to kill you. Yeah. And then Moses, yeah. right? Here's yeah. life. Here's death. Choose life. life. Why do we choose death? 
why does Moses have to say choose life? Like, it's think just, about it. I, I've been working yeah. on my own spirit of opposition and defensiveness. It's something mm-hmm. I'm trying to get healing on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so think about it. Like Satan, the fallen angels, was oppositional and defensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times that's within our own sin nature causes mm-hmm. us to sin because we mm-hmm. get, you know, oppositional. In that mm-hmm. case, Eve was like oppositional to the directive, you know, don't eat on this tree. Yeah. And so it's looking at that piece and bringing healing, bringing, bringing that, looking at parts of self, which is another mm-hmm. part of psychology where you look at uh, different parts of self that you okay. have within you and then bringing that healing to that defensive self mm-hmm. or bringing that healing to a lustful self, mm-hmm. whatever part needs that healing. Yeah. To in- integrate it all into that healing, yeah, yeah. umbrella, yeah, yeah. self, yeah. Fits into your. What is your catchphrase for your business, then, um, Rochelle? Because I, I think we've chatted about that before. For the compassionate counseling one, or yeah. for um, the catchphrase for compassionate counseling service, um, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> Do I have one? <laughs> no, what's the one, the one for now? Oh, the, the Catholic one? Grace. Yes. Yeah. So Catholic Grace is um, is a new business I'm trying to start. Um, as a Catholic coach, and it's to um, it's for uh, Catholic women who want to know God, love God, hear Him more in in their life. Mm-hmm. So to know Him, to hear Him, and to love Him. Which, when I was little, I remember my dad would always say, um, you know, um, the basis of you know of the will of God is to know Him and serve him in this life and the next, right? right? And so to to get back to that, that beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in all of that, that Catholic coach um, of, of grace, getting women back to that grace and so they can actually hear him mm-hmm. because that's going to help them exactly. in everything mm-hmm. because that is the answer. Mm-hmm. That is the answer. I agree. And I just love, I just love that, fr- that phrase, created, right, by God in grace or for grace and then we we kind of talked about you know how we bring up why do we choose death right (laughs) god walked with adam and eve every evening so he it's already a sign of his intimacy with us that's how he always reminds us he takes that time for us and how even though they've fallen what does god tell adam and eve right even though you will sweat he still reminds us of his love for us you'll still (laughs) desire your husband what does that mean right you're still going to receive that love Complementarity when both of you were still in the Garden of Eden. You received the fullness of that love. Like, I won't take that away from you, right? Yeah. And that's huge. I think, um, and I love what you said, Michelle, because I think we need to focus on that. It's so easy to point out as perfectionism, as it arises in our society, it's easy to know us through our sins. But we never talk about how we allow God to come to our lives and to change it, to make it yeah. better. Because everyone says, oh, that just... <laughs> You're paid to say it, right? Well, just, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's true. All of us here have been have our own personal experience with God and how He heals us, and that's why we are on fire to make this known. The right? new creation. Exactly. You're called to be that new man or yeah. woman. And yeah. gosh, if you knew me when I was a rebellious teenager, you would say, what? Yeah. <laughs> we could get her dad on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Don't talk to my siblings. <laughs> so I feel like God has continued to evolve me on my journey, even mm-hmm. though I've gotten, I've gotten, I was in the river of grace, and sometimes I went out of the river of grace. Mm-hmm. Then we get back into the river of grace, and a uh, wise counselor once says, if you get back into the river of grace, 
the current will sometimes push you to where you needed to be anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Job. Job just came back to me. You mentioned Job and, like, Job, you know, lost everything, and then he gets it all back, and this is, you know, the beautiful part. And I preach it at a lot of funerals, um, just, the, just the real truth that um, that through the resurrection, joy wins out for eternity, right? Yes. And so the hope of the worst thing humanity ever did, the worst thing I ever did is kill the only son of God, right, through my own sins. That's mm-hmm. what the worst thing I will ever, ever possibly do. That's the worst thing. But through that worst thing becomes the best healing, mm-hmm. right? Through that worst thing becomes eternal life. As the church says for Easter, for the, um, oh, happy fall of Adam. Oh, necessary right? fall. Oh, necessary fall of Adam to win yep. for us such a great... Um, Savior as Christ, oh, and so it's part true. of the exalted in, at the Easter vigils. Mm-hmm. Like Adam's sin, as horrible as it was, as humanity is as broken as we are, it won for us a Savior as Jesus. And like, I really love that you know we went into suffering um, and, and what life can be, and then but to experience this healing is part of that joy of the resurrection. Yes. Right? Part yes. of the joy of the resurrection is, mm-hmm. yeah, the worst thing did happen to me in my life, but God brought about salvation through it, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. now I can live in the joy of knowing who said he's the resurrection and the life. Like, I know the only Son of God. Really, think of it. No matter you know? what happens, we win. Yes. yes. Because exactly. in suffering, and I was telling a client this the other day, I still remember, I think I was in adoration, I was suffering through probably something to do with the divorce. And I experienced Jesus' presence Mm -hmm. in that suffering. Mm -hmm. And that presence was joy, Mm -hmm. even in the midst of suffering. So if you can find Jesus in your suffering, Mm -hmm. we're still winning. Because that's the pearl of great price. Right, Right. which is why I don't like the word happy. (laughs) I don't care to be happy. I want to be joyful. <laughs> joyful yeah, joyful is joyful what lasts. Yeah, joyful is the joy in the resurrection. And I so. think I think it was a, Pope Francis has written a couple books on that. He wrote that book on joy. Yeah, the joy of the gospel. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So good. Um, should we go to the last one? Solutions. Sure. Solutions to getting unstuck? Yeah. Yes. We'll okay. recommend to our listeners out there yeah. to live so, in a life of grace. Yeah, so it's really very simple. We want to remember the great commandment, to love the Lord thy God with mm-hmm. all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, mm-hmm. and to love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. And so we've talked about ways we got to get stuck. And to, mm-hmm. to get unstuck, you want mm-hmm. to go up, which is that daily prayer time, mm-hmm. utilizing the sacraments and the full life and tradition of the Catholic Church, and then with step two is that receiving of the Father's love. We talked about how we sometimes get stuck, but we really do need to receive. And once we get, I, I like to put my arms up in the air, go up, and then give yourself a little hug. Mm-hmm. Receive, and then, and only then, can we be a light. And that the, that's the third step, is to be a light in service to others. So that's three steps. Go up, around, and then out. But many women try to just go out and yeah. serve mm. without their bucket filled. Yeah. And they're burned out and they're stressed and that makes them angry and resentful. Mm. And so um, you can't, you know, feed, you can't give water on an empty bucket. You know, your bucket's empty. So you've got to make sure that you're, you're falling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're out of balance, you get back in balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one can really figure that out for you. You have to figure that out with your own consciousness. 
Yeah. If you're going, 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 and you don't think about it, you are going to get burned out. And so you have to, you know, give yourself some time to figure out where you can get that equilibrium back before you're that light and service to your family, yeah. to your home, to your church, to your parish. Yeah. And so that's very important. Those are the three steps. Go up, receive the Father's love, and then bring, bring light and service to others. Nice. I think another one that, you know, another roadblock that we can get is, which is really fun because we all fall into it, I think, sure. even as priests, like taking care of myself is going to somehow take me away from helping others. Right. Yeah, we should kill. I have like. We should kill. I have to take care of my. I have to go on retreat. I have to take this weekend off. I have to, you know. Mm -hmm. Can you take the kids so I can go to the church and you know be in the church with Jesus Mm -hmm. for a little bit? Like, like a real dynamic of like we because I mean that's the lie, right? I have to do everything. Did you make the sunrise this morning? No. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to be in control. The billions of light years out there in the universe, that's not you. Yep. The earth rotating, that's not you. Mm-hmm. The only thing you did is hit the snooze alarm this morning. That's the only thing, you know. And it so brings like, it back to that submission yeah. that we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So, like, just that sense of, like, I'm going to trust this back to the Lord. Like, me taking care of me in a healthy sense is going to actually end up bearing more fruit than me trying to do it alone, I think. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, even as priests, we run into that all the oh, time. Oh, yes, <laughs> of course. You've got so many demands on your life. Yeah. And that's why I'm a part of the Seven Sisters, too, to pray yeah. for priests. Uh, awesome. My nephew is Father Evan Coop, and so we, every one of us take a day, and I mm-hmm. hope you have a group, and you have a group mm-hmm. that's praying Thank for you. you. Yeah. Yes. I just wanted to make a little bit comment about being burned out. Go for is it. There's a, a, a story of a woodsman who was cutting down a tree, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a lot of trees he had to cut down, and so he asked his friend to come and help him cut down these trees, mm-hmm. and his friend said, hey, your saw is really rusty and it's like really dull. I mm. think it'd be better if we take some time and stop and sharpen the saw. And he's like, I don't have time for that. I gotta get this work done. <laughs> and so that's kind of how we operate sometimes. Exactly. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't stop enough mm-hmm. to sharpen our saw. And exactly. that means going up again. That mm-hmm. means stopping, pausing, having that kind of, Sometimes it's gonna be just one minute or two minutes a day but sometimes it's going to be maybe that weekly retreat, weekend retreat yeah. mm-hmm. um, that that we should all go to at least once a year. Um, and, you know, so it's going to be longer periods. Or for couples, couples should be going away quarterly, they say, um, a weekend, one, one quarter. Uh, you know, each quarter you should be going away a weekend, away, or at least one night away mm-hmm. from the children, from the rabbit. And so that is going to sharpen the saw of the marital relationship mm-hmm. if they can – do that, or you know, mm-hmm. even if it's like grandma and grandpa, yeah. can you come over? <laughs> Couples need to do that too, and I think you can get you can get stuck yeah. if you don't make that time for mm-hmm. the relationship itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we've got to not think that I'm not worthy enough mm-hmm. to take this break mm-hmm. because God wants that one-on-one time with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, awesome, perfect. Uh, Former podcast, actually, here, plugging in. Uh, Michelle mentioned Unbound. We have a podcast that Father Bierman did, and you can search Unbound. And Father Bierman goes through, in a half hour or so, um, the Unbound Neil's book um, and uh, the 15 reasons why we typically don't forgive and all those things. Mm-hmm. 
he goes into all of that. That's a podcast. And then the first four podcasts of our podcast are just talking about different forms of okay. prayer. So um, put that up and again. so if there's uh yeah, it's just always it's always even for, for us uh quote maybe professionals. I don't know if that's a real thing, but uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm going back to the basics all the time. But to yes. go back to the basics essentially. Yes. Um, continually in our prayer life and say, okay, what is prayer? What is prayer? What do I do there? Um, and then as our as our prayer life continues with the Lord, it changes too. So there are times where it's more silent, more scripture, more praise and worship, more mm-hmm. um, more rote prayers, more you know all those different things. And those are things to watch and note. So, um. Is there any lasting comments that you have, Michelle? That well, you I just want to thank both of you for your service and no, for no. saying yes to God to be a priest. Uh, because uh, the Catholic Church has so much depth and so mm-hmm. much beauty into it that people don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were saying that, I was like, praise and worship is another beautiful music. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just so many ways mm-hmm. to fall in love with God. So I just thank you so much for your service and for this Welcome. podcast. And um just um, if if you want to look up Catholic Grace Community, it's um, Catholic Grace um, Community um, for women. Or you can look up me um, on Facebook, and we can talk more about these three steps. We can talk more about the River of Grace mm-hmm. um, and where you're stuck, and and um, how we all together can get get everybody unstuck, yep. heading yeah. in the right direction yeah. to to the beauty that's yeah. in the world. To yeah. think of what is good, what is beautiful, and what is wonderful in this world is what Jesus calls us to, mm-hmm. and the media does not want us to Amen. look at that. Right. Prince of this world. Yes. That's right. right. Okay. So thank you, fathers. You're welcome. And then we will put all of Michelle's link and contact info on, on onto our podcast page. So then you, you're more than welcome to browse. And then we'll just encourage you to really pray. Now, two days ago, we celebrate the Nativity of our Blessed Mother. And so we'll close this podcast with the Hail Mary, and we ask the, the Blessed Mother to just protect all, all the women out there and that continue to be uh, protected underneath her mantle. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you, Michelle, for being with us during this podcast. Stay holy, my friends. Thank you. Peace out.